All right, folks, tonight we have a special episode. We're talking about a Ripple partner that settles five quadrillion. This is not clickbait. I got the facts, the evidence, the stories, the articles to back up that statement, to back up that title. You know, I, you guys already know that I wouldn't do you dirty like that. If I'm going to share some information, if I'm going to throw it in the thumbnail, throw it in the title, I'm not doing the O face, but we are going to talk about some crazy numbers. Is XRP going to settle it all? Probably not. How much of that chunk of flows is it going to capture is the question and what other blockchains what other distributed ledger technologies are going to be the main winners that do end up settling you know i was tallying this up and i had to write out these numbers because it's so crazy when you get into the quadrillions i had to write it out but i have three networks here uh aci worldwide which is the ripple partner that settles five quadrillion dollars per year then we have swift which does six trillion dollars daily you do the math on that it's over two quadrillion dollars per year of settlement on swift then when you go over to the clearinghouse here in the united states the banks within the united states the clearinghouse settles about two trillion dollars daily that's just over 700 trillion dollars per year you add up just these three networks alone aci worldwide swift and the clearinghouse and you're talking well over eight quadrillion dollars total. So you guys are welcome to fact check me on these numbers on these networks, how much they actually settle per day per year. This is simple math. It does get a little tricky when you're up to these numbers. So I did have to write it out, but we're talking eight quadrillion dollars worth of settlement per year between just three networks. It does cover a lot of the payments networks amongst the world. But the reason why I'm bringing this up and the reason why I like to talk about quadrillions is to set the picture, you know, make this really clear for everyone. There's a lot of freaking money to settle up moving amongst this planet daily. And if XRP, if XLM, if some of these other utility cryptos just get a small percentage of it, we're talking about a whole different ballgame. And uh, let's just say we have invested accordingly. Without further ado, let's get into tonight's update, though. I got a few other things to cover before we get into it. At the time of this recording, we are at a 9 p.m. on the West Coast time here in the United States of America. We have Bitcoin trading at 19,800. Ethereum still at 1,500. And our XRP at 3,295. Once again, just under 33 cents. I feel like for the last couple of days, we have not moved really at all just been hanging out here sub 20k uh briefly breaking back above 20k for bitcoin here but uh incredible setup that we're watching here in the markets and what's about to take place this month now wanted to, to also set the tone set the vibe here with a tweet from my good friend val jester lock on twitter he says watch and observe the world but do not become entangled with such the grand theater of our time is meant to keep the sleeping masses lulled even further and I was talking about this with my Discord group this morning about how they're trying to get us riled up. They're trying to offend us. You should be offended. Any normal sane person would be offended by their agenda and what they are trying to do uh, to the common man and woman in this reality, in this existence on this planet. Humanity is in the fight for its life, but let's watch and observe the world and do not become entangled with such. Do not get emotionally riled up and triggered. We don't want to fall for the bait. We already know that they have some false flag events planned, and that's a little bit deeper of a topic. Can't go into it here, but you guys already know the deal. We're going to talk about it all. We're going to cover it all on this show. That is the vibe, though, is understand this picture, but how do we take care of our families? What actions do we need to take? We'll get into it at the end. Wall Street Silver showing us the current inflation rates in Europe right now. 
Turkey, Turkey doing the Weimar speed run right now. Weimar Republic, that is uh, Germany and the German currency that went into hyperinflation completely imploded. Turkey is at 79.6. You might as well just round up to 80% inflation in Turkey. And uh, Moldova is at 33%. And that is the poorest country in Europe, okay? So very, very serious situation. And you know what's interesting about this chart is let's compare how far they are with adopting and doing deals with the BRICS nations. Turkey, talking about actually aligning militarily now, some people are suggesting, on the military front, along with the financial and the trade aspects as well. Turkey, highest inflation, almost the furthest along country as far as doing deals with the BRICS nations and now siding militarily, moving away from the Western alliance. Okay, so this is very interesting and it, and it reinf reinforces the point that I've been making about how these countries that are having the crises are further more along, more developed in the collapse of their currency and their situation and their fiscal debt crisis. They're the ones that are having to move forward faster with the CBDCs, with the rollout, with doing deals with Russia, China, and these other BRICS nations. They can't play around. They can't stay woke. That program will not work for their people. Their people are already hitting the streets by the millions. So they have to move faster. They have to move quicker. Turkey at 80% inflation. Completely and crazy to see. A couple points here on real estate. British Columbia housing collapse. This is from Don Johnson on Twitter. Truly epic, he says. If you look at this chart here, this is uh, out of Mission, BC. Uh, just, just uh, well, without giving away my location. Up north here, our good friends to the north in Canada. British Columbia, the housing collapse has just been incredible to watch. Vancouver, we talked about their numbers down. Uh, what were they? Almost 40% down year over year on their price. But the median price here in Mission, BC, breaking well above 1.2 million, actually well above 1.3 million on the median house in Mission, BC. Now, I know many of these uh, Canadians up here that they can't even afford to buy in the neighborhoods that they grew up in anymore, which you have that taking place in some of these cities and towns in America, of course. But up here in BC, it's been really crazy to watch the amount of foreign investors that came in, really bought up uh, that real estate up there. And just getting to see it kind of firsthand what was taking place up there. And it's why they came down to America here and they were buying properties down here. And I love my Canadian friends to the north. They come down with cash. They're ready to improve the properties, get their landscape up to date, which uh, my landscape business, we appreciate that. And as a community member down here as an American citizen, I like that. I like if you want to come invest in my country and help us build up and do something better here, that's fantastic. I welcome that. Let's do it together. Absolutely. But watching this situation implode, it's incredible. And hearing the stories from them about how their neighborhood houses are selling for a million dollars in their teardowns. Million dollar teardowns was taking place right here up here in uh, British Columbia. Incredible to watch. But now you're seeing that median price is down below one million. Now it is just above uh, 0.8 million. So that would be just above 800,000. All the way from 1.3 million all the way down to 800,000. The average median price losing almost 500 grand in equity. This is why we talk about real estate and this is why we say, how's your program working out folks? Because you really gotta have, even if you got a little program that's been working, you got a little million dollar nest egg in, in one house, or maybe you're in, you know, you got a few houses, little nest egg in real estate, little 401k portfolio that's been in stocks. How do you reposition for the new financial system? How do you reposition for a recession, potential depression, potential worst crash uh, that we've seen in 
potentially even 100 years. Talking about that with my Discord group as well in our weekly call today about how uh, the, the, the alignment for what we're about to be going through over the next two months hasn't been seen since the market crash of 08, 87, and even 1929, and some of the indicators are worse, and uh, some of the planetary alignment is better. But that's a whole other deep dive topic that I'm not going to get into in tonight's live stream. But the setup is uh, just truly incredible here. Now, Redfin reporting the average home sold for less than its list price for the first time since March of 2021. Expect homes to linger on the market, which may lead to another small uptick in the share of sellers lowering their prices, says our chief economist. Economist. So for the first time since March of last year, the average home was selling less than its list price. Okay. This is what I've been talking about. This is talking about sweeping up real estate deals right now, coming in and being able to actually negotiate for once on a real estate deal. Okay. Incredible opportunity for those who are prepared. I would highly encourage you guys get up to date with your real estate strategy. If you've been sitting on your nest egg, you've been sitting on some passive income from, uh, you got a couple rental properties, you, maybe you're in the game. It's your hustle. You're a flipper. You're a developer. You're a builder. You need to understand how this is going to impact you and what's your business plan, investment plan going forward and how do you need to reallocate those assets? Can you imagine losing 500 grand equity in your home? You think you're sitting pretty well, right? And then over the course of about 12, 24 months, you lose 500 grand in equity. Incredible. Okay. But it's a great time now. Uh, oh, but we do have this situation to cover here out of Jackson, Mississippi. So how's our situation in the United States going with our water crisis? Well, take a look here. This is supposed to be the drinking water in Jackson, Mississippi. That picture, I'm actually going to move on off of that picture because I don't want to even look at that. That is so disgusting. But it is a bathtub full of brown, black water in Jackson, Mississippi, in America. While we send a billy to Taiwan, 50 billy to Ukraine. Who's the next country that we can go waste a trillion dollars in just like we did in the Middle East? Wasting trillions of dollars fighting those wars. We don't even have clean drinking water here in Flint, Michigan, and Jackson, Mississippi. It's an absolute joke, the utilities. And you can see it in cities across this country, how, how bad the situation is getting. Uh, just the roads, the bridges, all of our infrastructure just crumbling, crumbling. And truly incredible to see. But, um, as I, you know, it's all part of the setup with these folks. It's all part of the setup. Absolutely. They're going to bail out their cabal buddies while we crumble, collapse, and fail. This is the whole setup that we talk about every single night on this show. So nothing that's going to surprise us. But uh, my thoughts and prayers out to the people in Jackson, Mississippi. That's totally incredible. I cannot even believe that. that you know, that's the whole city isn't going to have clean drinking water indefinitely. So... Hopefully they will work it out. I'm, I'm sure they will figure that out, hopefully. Um, but our thoughts and prayers for those people down there. Ben Armstrong, BitBoy Crypto, sharing with us, the Ethereum merge is potentially the biggest event in history of crypto outside of Bitcoin's creation and first transaction. Ending of Ripple case will be up there too. Well, you guys know my hot take on this already. I think that the Ripple case will be bigger 
the Ripple case will be bigger, but also I also think that the Ethereum merge is going to be one of the biggest flops that we've seen in crypto history as well, which would make it, uh, you know, the biggest event. It would make it incredibly significant. If Ethereum 2.0 flops, just think of what the ramification is for the rest of the cryptocurrencies that are built on top of Ethereum and the other pressures that are going to be facing this market, bringing us down to the downside. So absolutely, this is going to be one of the biggest events in crypto history. I just don't see what these guys are seeing that's going to take Ethereum to surpass Bitcoin's market cap. Um, you know, Vitalik himself said that Ethereum 2.0 is only going to be 50% complete. So it's just like, what the heck are you guys even doing over there? And so much is riding on Ethereum. And at the very same time, Jay Clayton is going to be going in front of Congress. Interested to see how he handles those questions. Hopefully they actually hold him accountable. Hey, Mr. Ginsler, what do you think of this Ethereum 2.0 rollout? Because we're relying so much on the Ethereum Foundation and the developers working for the Ethereum Foundation, does this meet the Howey test? Is this a security? Yes or no? What is it? What are we dealing with? Such interesting timing of all of these events as we covered last night in the September staged events episode. If you guys haven't seen the September staged events, dropped it last night. Really critical video with uh, going through all of the events and dates for the timeline this next month. Truly incredible what all is going to be happening. At the same time, this Ethereum 2.0 flop is going to be taking place. XRP is going to be updating the XLS20 update for NFTs. And it's going to be an incredible display of how well XRP works. Wow, we will see if Ethereum can actually get it together and make this merge happen that we've been waiting years for. Okay, But I would have to agree with Ben. I would have to agree with BitBoy Crypto that this is going to be the biggest event in the history of crypto. But we'll see how it goes. Continuing on, FOMO on Twitter. ODO exchange volumes up above Binance. First time I've seen this so far. Still very early this month, but still. Having an asset with utility has its perks, especially in a bear market. This is so important. You guys have to really understand what this means, what this signifies. You're not going to hear anybody talk about this, period. Uh, this guy's right over the target here, FOMO on Twitter. Short the FOMO is his handle. Definite. Fo I need to follow this guy. Habit is the ballast that chains the dog to it. Okay, I'm not going to read that. Uh, but this guy, he I, I know he's I don't know if he's a developer on the XRP ledger or what exactly he does, but uh, we just shot him a follow because he's always sharing really good information. Still very early this month, but still having an asset with utility has its perks, especially during the bear market. So while the exchange volume is down for retail traders like me and you that are trading XRP, that are just buying and selling XRP, right? For what he's saying the first time that he's ever seen this, the on-demand liquidity exchanges of Bitso and Bitstamp have more volume than these other exchanges like Binance, BitHum, uh, FTX, and others. This is showing us right here that the utility will drive us farther than the retail trader, the retail speculation, me and you, Joe Blow, trading XRP is not what's going to move the needle on this thing, which is what the rest of the crypto space has been you know, riding on riding the hype wave, riding retail speculation. One of few cryptocurrencies here that is displaying in real time by the data. This is no, there's no clickbait here. There's no BS. There's no conspiracy. There's really no speculation. The data confirms we're getting more volume 
from the on-demand liquidity exchanges than we are the retail exchanges. Oh, and by the way, Ripple's only selling XRP to the on-demand liquidity partners and other financial institutions, not retail traders, not retail exchanges. This is displaying that utility is going to take us farther than retail speculation and also that the exchanges will eventually be running out of XRP unless Ripple reverses course and decides, decides to start giving the retail trader, the retail space uh, out into the open market, some XRP made available. Until, until Ripple decides to do that, they're not giving XRP to the exchanges. But what are the exchanges doing right now? More volume than the rest of the retail space. This is a beautiful thing to see. During a bear market, it pays to have some utility. Absolutely. Incredible. We love to see it. Wrath of Kahneman, this 2022 economic report and fiscal update from the Republic of Palau notes, states that their USD stablecoin implementation with Ripple is not just for their commerce, but for new international finance purposes. He's talking about the partnership that Ripple has with Palau and the fact that this is just another example. We have an actual central bank digital currency that is built on the XRP ledger. We have a few. And they're also partnered up with the Digital Pound Foundation, Digital Dollar Project. You already know the deals. Republic of Plow is using them for their CBDC, though. And they're talking about here in this paper uh, that their USD stablecoin implementation, it's more than just about commerce. This is about new international finance purposes. This is, you know, when, you, when we talk about the BRICS nations and what they're doing, China building out their CBDC, Russia backing everything by gold and uh, their resources and commodities that they're sitting on. This is new international finance purposes. This is what we're talking about right here. Now, this country, the Republic of Palau, relatively small country, but whatever, we got to start somewhere, right? Is showcasing how their plan is going to be rolling out for the new international finance purposes. And, and utilizing the XRP ledger, they're going to be ahead of the game. Absolutely. Now, what you guys have all been waiting for, why I titled this video, Ripple Partner Settling $5 Quadrillion. Shout out to Lord XRP on Twitter. He shares, there is so much money waiting on the sidelines to flood through XRP. One example, do your own research. Well, we did some research. So shout out to Lord XRP for sharing this one with us. Cryptonews.net. Let's take a look here. Ripple's strong partner executing $14 trillion daily in transactions links up with MasterCard. This partnership is with ACI Worldwide with over 14 trillion daily transactions in payments and security services is partnering with MasterCard. Now, what did Binance just say that they were going to be offering as well, partnered up with MasterCard and Visa is offering the uh, trading and use case of XRP and other cryptocurrencies as well. Right, so we just had that last week as well. But in this case, the two financial institutions will start collaborating to give central banks rare and industry-leading technology and expertise purposely to expedite real-time payment networks across the globe. Okay, um, let's uh, move on over. So with tentacles in the U.S. and beyond, ACI says it supports 18 real-time domestic schemes worldwide and nothing less than 50% of the U.K.'s faster payments 75% of Hungary's uh, gyro transactions, that's G-I-R-O, gyro transactions, are serviced through ACI's uh, UP immediate payments. 
the UP immediate payment is being regarded as major solution for Malaysia's real-time retail payments platform. At the same time, STET's real-time payment platform for PSPs across Europe. With over 6,000 organizations worldwide, ACI performs 14 trillion in payments and securities daily. Like I said, I had to write this out to actually visualize these numbers when I was trying to add this up, $14 trillion daily. What does that equal, give or take a few uh, trillion per year, right? That's where your five quadrillion comes in. It, the, math, the, the math problem, to make this very simple for everyone, is 14 trillion times 365 days a year. That's gonna bring you to five quadrillion. Now, as I stated at the start of the show, you have Swift, $6 trillion daily. That brings you down to $2 quadrillion per year. And then you have the clearinghouse within the United States that does $730 trillion per year, $2 trillion per day in settlement. So total, you have about $8 quadrillion just in these three payment networks right here. Ripple partnered with ACI Worldwide in 2019. Now, says right here, once again, 6,000 customers worldwide, 45 years of payments expertise, 25 billion cloud transactions processed annually, and 225 billion consumer transactions processed annually, okay? Whole lot of payments, whole lot of settlement, $14 trillion worth. But let's take it back to January of 2021, January of last year. Ripple supporter ACI Worldwide selected for US Fed's pilot program. The United States Federal Reserve has selected Ripple partner ACI Worldwide to collaborate on feature development for the FedNow service, which they're telling us now the FedNow system is going to be ready to roll by next year, right? That's the announcement that just came out last week. We also have Volante also working on the FedNow payment system. Volante, Ripple partner going back to 2015, okay? But if you look at this, just to kind of break this down for you guys, um, the Fed, I want you guys to understand there's a difference between FedNow, the Clearinghouse, uh, Swift, and then ACI Worldwide. These are all different networks, but check this out. The FedNow service is expected to make faster payments um, right here. The FedNow service is expected to make faster payments more widely available in the U.S. through a government-backed payment system operating at all times, seven days a week and 24 hours a day. Such an instant payment network already exists in the form of a RTP network, uh, which is operated by the bank-owned The Clearinghouse. Okay, so they're saying there already is a real-time payments network that is ran by The Clearinghouse. But that system has gained limited traction partly because smaller banks are leery of larger rivals' ownership. So the clearinghouse has been around for a while. It's the big banks, it's the incumbents. And so some of these smaller credit unions, some of these other smaller banks, they didn't want to participate in that one. They were trying to work on something else. That's where this FedNow network came in. FedNow will enable financial institutions of every size and in every community across America to provide safe and efficient instant payment services. Bowman said in a written transcript of the speech, it is intended to be flexible, neutral platform that will support a broad variety of instant payments. Okay, so what do we have here, folks? The FedNow payments is $25,000 and less is what they're running through FedNow. It is smaller payments. Okay, and it's a separate network from the clearinghouse, which does $2 trillion daily. So we don't, I don't even have a number for you on FedNow, 
you know, I, I don't know how much Fed now is settling now, how much they expect to settle in the future. So I can't speculate on that. But I have these numbers to run with right now of this recording. This is not clickbait. There's a reason why I titled this video five quadrillion dollars per year with Ripple Partner. As you can see, we have Ripple Partnerships tying us to these other networks as well. But let me make the, ca the caveat very clear for everyone. Before you guys want to criticize me, they're not using XRP. Yet. And remember, all it takes is one flip of the switch. If they're enabling Ripple payments, if they're in, uh, enabling uh, Ripple Net, all it takes to get those uh, customers on on-demand liquidity is simply flipping the switch. Once they're tapped into the system, you just flip the switch and you start settling with XRP. So yes, let me make that caveat before we go any further. Are they using and settling XRP now? No. Are some of the banks and financial institutions that are part of this network using XRP now? Yes, that is true. You see, uh, as I covered Malaysia, they already have big partnerships in Malaysia with ACI Worldwide. They are, uh, we're seeing partnerships with Ripple all over that region as well. But let's get into these numbers. The clearing house, $2 trillion daily, that's gonna bring you to about $730 trillion, give or take, per year settled at the clearing house. Banks between America, SWIFT, global payments, cross-border payments, the, the main competition for XRP. $6 trillion daily. That brings you at about $2 quadrillion per year. $2 quadrillion, $160 trillion. Then we have ACI Worldwide, $14 trillion daily. That's going to bring you to $5 quadrillion, $110 trillion. These numbers are ridiculous, folks. Five quadrillion. You add up those, that's gonna bring you above eight quadrillion dollars settled between just these three networks. Does Ripple have partners within each of these networks? Yes. Do we have banks and financial institutions that are within these networks using XRP and settling with XRP? Some, there's a few, there's a few, okay? The point is here, folks, with this conversation is if it's not XRP, which currency is it going to be? I want to make it clear how big these problems are, what problems I want to be investing in. The cryptocurrencies that I'm investing in are perfectly fit to solve these problems. Already have been running for 10 years, proving their concept, proving their network, proving the scalability. And Ripple, the company, is the one that holds the hand for all these banks and financial institutions. And that is so key. That is so key to get all of these incumbents, to get the old guys sitting in the C-suite that, 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 that just figured out, you know, they just got an iPhone a couple years ago. To get them to roll over and understand this technology, Brad and team show up and they hold their hand. Take them to the finish line and say, no, we can breathe life back into your your outdated SWIFT payment messaging system from the 70s. So, to, I see someone just said, you know, Moon Lambo says Fed now has nothing to do with XRP and we're idiots. That's why I just made the caveat for all those people out there that want to say that they're not selling with XRP now. Yes, correct. But does Ripple have partnerships to everyone within that is helping build out Fed now? Yes. Yes. Are there people within these payment networks like the Clearinghouse, like Swift, like ACI Worldwide that are selling with XRP using on-demand liquidity? Yes, there are some. 
There are a few. Remember, there's over 25 corridors now fired up. Uh, 25 countries, 25 quarters, I forget the exact numbers, for on-demand liquidity with XRP. The most recent one was Brazil. So we're getting banks, financial institutions in all these different countries one by one, okay? Now, am I here to say that they're all going to use XRP and we're gonna get all eight quadrillion dollars of value that's settled every year from just these three networks? All eight quadrillion of that, is it gonna go all on XRP? No, no, but we don't need it all to. We don't need, even need half of it. Imagine, you do the math, you do the calculations, the market cap, bro, on if we just get 2%, 5%. Let's get a little hype. Let's get a look. What if we get 10% of some of these networks? Swift, Clearinghouse, FedNow. We're entering a whole new world. Uh, I know how I'm investing and I'm not here to give financial advice, but folks, it's pretty damn clear to me. We got massive problems to solve and it's not irresponsible to talk about solving qu quadrillion dollar problems because this is three payment networks. We also know that the derivatives market is into the quadrillions as well. We don't even know how big the derivatives is. It's a shadow asset class. You have multiple quadrillions. You know, they say there. you know, conservatively, there's over one quadrillion in derivatives. So right there, you have another few quadrillion. So I can find between three payment networks and just the derivatives market alone, 10 quadrillion dollars worth of value and settlement. Deals that have to be done, settlement payments that have to be settled by somebody. It's up to us to do our own research and invest accordingly. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in, and all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.